The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Speaking of which, we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left. But who is on the straight and narrow? And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. And uh, you'll be able to check us out going live right there on the right side of the page. You can also check us out on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Just to let you know something, um, the shows that I do in the morning, for the reason that YouTube shut down our channel. My understanding is that's coming from a paid group over in the UK who don't like it when I have guests like I have on today, uh, people who are exposing pedophilia, uh, people who like uh, Nurse Kate who joins me on Saturdays. And when we talk about some of these other things, like having uh, Dr. Kerry Midday on to speak about the vaccines, uh, are targeting the channel and they send... I know one of them has probably, and some of you guys saw them in the channel one time, they have about 30 accounts, one person does, pasting the same things over and over and over again. So what you see up today, right now going live on Before It's News uh, in YouTube, will not be there after the show, okay? So if you want to download it, I don't know any other way to say it, but what I'm, it's recorded here. I'm going to be putting it up on the other sites that I have to store video. So if you want to see that later on, it'll be at sonsoflibertymedia.com on the right side of the page. And it'll also be in the archive when we archive the show today. Just letting you guys, this is the way it's going to be every morning. I'm just not going to leave my stuff on there uh, because I'm not trying to take away from what Bradley's doing. And uh, But it will be on sonsoflibertymedia.com if you want to, to uh, share that with your friends later on in the afternoon. And by the way, just let me let you in on something about that before we uh, bring our guest on. And that is, if you would like to help us out, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Um, you can donate if you wish to do that, if you wish to contribute to helping us with the expenses that we do have. You can click on the Donate button and make a one-time donation, or you can become a monthly son or daughter of Liberty here with this link. You can also sign up to get our emails, which every day you get one email. We don't spam you. We don't rent the list out to people to sell you all kinds of stuff. 
It's right there. Also, um, so if you will put your email in in the right side of the page here, you'll get that email once a day. Okay, that's all you'll get from us uh, at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, you may get a pop-up that says, um, you know, we want to notify you. And I can't do that now because I've clicked on it. So I get the notification too, just to make sure it works. But when I post an article, you'll get a little box that comes up in the bottom of your browser that says that we posted something. Maybe something you're interested in, something you're not. Sometimes they come quick. Sometimes there's a long space in between, depending on when I get to post things. Uh, That lets you know immediately when we posted something new on sonsoflibertymedia.com. So you'll be able to do that. Um, I think I've covered all the formalities here. If you want to call in, 215-867-8255, 215-TOP-TALK. If you want to call in, you got a comment or a question for our guest, please stick to the topic. Uh, we've had Lee Garrett on before. He's a young man in the United Kingdom, and uh, he's a guy who you know puts his money where his mouth is. He's a father, he's a, a husband, and um, he's helped the police. He's, he's patrolled his neighborhood. He's helped the police deal with pedophiles in the UK uh, and and have them arrested, bring them to justice and all these kinds of things. Well, apparently Lee decided it was, he was going a little too deep there. And all of a sudden these police friends that he had, that he was helping uh, take care of pedophiles turned on him. And as a result, now the police are attacking him. And uh, we want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Lee Garrett. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, interesting times, Tim. Really interesting times. Yeah, we had a little bit of trouble earlier. Just want people to know. We had a little bit of trouble earlier, those of you who were in the chat room before the radio show. You heard him come on. And uh, we may have a little bit of, still a little bit of static. And I don't know if that's in the internet connection or whatever. We've tried about everything we can. So we're going we're gonna to push through it and, uh, and get the information out to people as to what's going on there. Because what's happening with you is a very serious thing. And this seems to always happen, not just in the issue of pedophilia, but anywhere somebody tries to go to expose the corruption in their government. Uh, They're they're held as a hero when they start in, even by their own government. Oh, this is great. This is great. And then the more you dig, you start uncovering those in authority uh, who are who are corrupt and you start getting too close. And then all of a sudden they turn that government back on you. And so we're happy to have you back with us this morning. We had you on what a couple of months ago. And yep. uh, you were telling us what was going on then. Do you want to kind of give people a little bit of an update from from what went on uh, then to now? Yeah. So um, it was before last time I came on, actually. I've started going from the paedophile hunting, catching the average paedophile that's sitting online, um, to looking into more constitutional paedophiles like government and councils, police forces, etc., and doing that and looking into these things, um, I had a few videos uploaded and put out about the grooming gangs up in the northeast of England, Operation Sanctuary, Operation Shelter, Operation Optic, where Northumbria police actually paid a convicted child rapist to um, to act, work like undercover for them and go in. But in the report, it put that to come forward that that man actually inside while he was being in, uh, undercover for the police, he was actually abusing children also. So he got £10,000 of taxpayers' money, and then he went on to abuse children for Northumbria police. Uh, and that led me on to a little down path to look, start digging into there, and I've delved into Northumbria police a lot as 
they have just for decades now covered up for child abuse coming from the social services, from um, care homes, um, coming from the grooming gangs and scared of being called racist and stuff. And um, and just it was just been a constant cover up from when I can ever from what I've seen for right from day one with Northern Red Police. Now I'm not saying that every single police officer in the force is like that. This always comes from high up. Now, what they've done to me recently um, is they've come and told me last year on the on the 11th of April 2019, I received a, and I've got it here, um, but this is a, a threat to life procedure. Now, if PC Jackson um, and PC Inskip came and seen me and told me that my life was in direct danger for facilitating right-wing activity. Now, I don't believe in left-right-wing anyway. I don't believe in that. Um, we're all humans at the end of the day. So I knew it was something else where it was coming from. And it turns out that the harassment I've had recently of Northumbria police knocking on my door, trying to arrest us for a breach of bail, which didn't even exist, turns out it's actually the same police officers that tell us that my life's in danger that's coming and turned up my door and arresting me for no reason at all. Now, just for the bail conditions there, um, the bail conditions that I had was to not, was a paedophile that I outed, um, and I wasn't allowed to contact him, and I wasn't allowed to write any details about him online. I have done neither of that. The only time I ever mentioned about this case was the last time when I was on this show, which... You know, Tim, I was very cautious about what I was saying. I actually said that I can't speak about some of this stuff. Yep. Um, and on seeing this video, they've came and knocking on my door and arrested us. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. Thing. Lee, let's let's try something here because uh, I, I know we're still getting a little bit of a, a scramble. Uh, sometimes you come in very, very clear and other, other times not. Let's give something else a try here. If you want to uh, keep the Zoom going, are you able to call in through the Instagram? I think I fixed that so that uh, not not Instagram, Telegram, <laughs> one of those things. Let's see if we can just go ahead and leave the video going. If it, if it matches or not, then that's okay. And I apologize, folks. We're just kind of doing this on the fly. Um, sometimes these things are happening, um, and we really don't have just any control. Just ring your Telegram. All right. Let's see what happens here. Shall I ring your telegram? Yeah? Yes, please. Yeah, okay. And let's see if we can get that. And then what I'll do is I'll mute the uh, the Zoom, but we'll keep it up for the other. Okay, all right. How's that? Can you hear me okay? Uh, that sounds much better. That sounds much better. Brilliant. And what we'll do, if you'll just keep the uh, the other going, we'll just uh, we'll bring you up on the video, and it should be... Hopefully that'll be fine. May, there may be a little bit of delay for the viewing audience, but uh, this sounds a whole lot better. Yeah, all right, brilliant, brilliant. All right, go ahead and, and uh, tell tell people what's going on there. Yeah, so um, obviously the the police obviously looked at the video which I had done with you, Tim, um, and then all of a sudden they've started knocking at my door. First of all, it was two weeks ago, four o'clock in the morning. Police turned up, four of them knocking at my door. Um, later on from that, a further two police officers turned up. Later on in the day, six police officers turned up. Uh, then another four. And I mean, this is supposed to cost thousands and thousands of pounds. And when I have actually, um, when I've actually looked into it and I've thought about what it could be and what it is, there was only definitely one time where I have talked about that case. And that was definitely the last time when I was on Sons of Liberty um, speaking about that case. So 
the police obviously they couldn't catch us. I just moved away with my family once again. Had to move my family out of the northeast of England to keep them safe. Um, and people say, "Well, why did I do that? It's nothing to do with your wife or kids." But the last time when the police came for me, they just arrested my wife for no reason, and, uh, and she got a caution for assisting an offender and spent nineteen hours in the police cells. Had social services outside ready to take me children uh, in case there was no one there to come and get them. Fortunately for us, we um, got my wife's mother out of bed and she came up and collected me children before the social services taken them. So when they actually eventually, uh, well, they didn't catch up with us, I went and handed myself into the police station. It was a Thursday two weeks ago, so it was last week when I went and handed myself in. And it was on the Wednesday, so it was the day before, it was seven days. And I walked in to the front of the police station, the doors were locked, and I rang the buzzer at the side to say to them that I'm here to hand myself in, you've been searching for us all week, for the woman to tell us that she couldn't find anything at all on the system. So I've got all these police officers turned up at my door at half four in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and then there's no log of it, no nothing, there's no warrant out for me arrest, there's nothing, which that sent me a little bit suspicious. So I then walked away, and I, um, I've luckily seen a lad who I know, because I live a good... Uh, a good while away from the police station. And when he gave us a lift back home, I rang my solicitor. And my solicitor says that she had never, ever heard of anything like this in her entire life of being involved in the legal system at all. She's never heard of this ever before. And she put it down to only that I am exposing too much at Northumbria Police against them covering up the paedophilia. So on the Friday morning, uh, on the Thursday morning, sorry, I went back and I went and handed myself in to then... The police came very heavy-handed. I was in the police station at that time, and I knew that they had to get me in court with a breach of bail in the UK. When they arrest you, they've got to get you in court within 24 hours. So what I'd done was I handed myself in at 9 o'clock, knowing that the courts don't start at 10 o'clock. So 9 o'clock, 24 hours from that 9 o'clock, would be 9 o'clock the following morning, which the courts would be closed. So me and my sister worked that out. That would be best to hand myself in before 10 o'clock so they would have to get us into court on that day. Now, Northumbria Police failed to do that. So they've harassed me all week, made me life absolute hell, cost us a lot of money off travelling around and staying in different places. Um, and then at the end of it, just chucked it out. So it's just a constant harassment with nothing to it. Like It's not as if I'm being harassed, Tim, and then they're finding criminal conviction on us where people could turn around and say... Well, you know, he's, he's committed a crime, he's broken the law, and he's been found guilty for it. I'm not breaking any laws. It's literally for what I'm talking about. Yeah, now, just uh, real quickly, uh, we've got Ed Morris from Killeen, Texas. He says hello. He's a former colleague of yours. And uh, yeah. he, th- these things that are going on, people are saying, well, then why are they... Uh, why are they coming after you? I mean, what is the issue? Because we've, we've got a couple of videos we're going to show people, and you just let me know when you when you want to bring that on. In fact, uh, we talked about the two videos that are about 30 seconds long, one of your arrest here, and then you said there's another one that's about five minutes. I didn't see that one. I've, I've got a couple of others here. Um, um, I'll see if I can... So if you, if you want to send it, but do you want me to show people sort of what you're dealing with there through the closed-circuit TV uh, as they come into ah, your house, right? No, it's not. It's, it's what? It's a two-minute video. Of the other oh, one. Oh, it's a two-minute. So yeah, I see it now. Harassment. It is. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Do you want me Sorry. to show so people? If we want to show that one. Okay. No. All right. Let's and do then that. I'm extend on that. You know what I'm talking about? Okay.
I'm going to turn this down just a little bit, just because we've got a radio audience as well. They won't be able to see this. Me? Yes. Yeah. Me? Obviously, you're, not meeting, you're meeting more than two people here at this moment in time. So I'm going to report you for that offence. Yeah. Okay. Can I just confirm your details? Um, have I broken the law? So that yeah. I, I the I'm not I'm here on my own, though. I'm, I'm here by myself. He's meeting with more than two people, but all those cops were together. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. And now we're seeing that uh, they're at his door. This is closed circuit TV ca- capturing this. Uh, there's at least two cops there together. Then it looks like they're pulling up to come up to his door again at night. This is at four o'clock in the morning. This four one. in the morning. Me just walking into Newcastle Town Centre and I've just literally turned up in the town centre and they just come over for us and it's asking us what I'm doing. And here's the thing. Here's the Mason police over there. You guys have them with the checkerboards all over them. I mean, there's no doubt that that's what they're tied to. And they're not out to do their job, folks. This is not what this is. It's what I said the other day. They may have... They may have wanted to, to help their community when they win. Maybe, some of them. But they become agents of the state. Whoops, I flipped that over again. Sorry about that. They become agents of the state. Now, if you've... I, there's a hard line of where you, where you draw it with some of these guys. But this is clearly a harassment on their part. The cops over there have become criminals themselves. Okay. And if there's good cops in there and they're not calling them out, they're a part of that too. They become accomplices to those who are committing the crimes. And Lee, it's amazing to me. The guy came over to you at the first and he says, well, you're in a group of more than two, two or more. And what's what's their gang? What, what, what They're flashing their gang colors over there and there's a lot more than two of them, aren't there? Yeah. Well, this is the thing that's going on, Tim. It's actually the, the hypocrisy of what's going on over here is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the fact of them, that same guy, didn't you see the, see the two officers that turned up at my door uh, when the first one, when there right. was a guy at the back with the glasses on? Now, that is actually the same guy who come and told me my life was in danger last year. So one year he's coming and tells me life's in danger. The next year he's treating us like some sort of criminal and brain at my door. And he, he was the guy I was actually shouting uh, he was actually swearing through my letterbox, Lee Garrett answered the effing door. And I was like, I was sitting in the house thinking, eh, like, you can't be doing this. You know, you can't be shouting and swearing through me door. My children could be in the house. Um, but Tim, just to touch on what you were saying before about why are they doing this? Now, I've already got one reason to believe that I've been joining up with a new group up in the Northeast and they're called United Survivors Northeast. Now, the Northeast have never seen nothing like this ever before. What this is, is a group of men, a group of women, and they are all victims of child abuse from either social services, family members, you know, stuff, anything that's happened now, happened, and that the police have covered up, social services have covered up, um, and all of these people now have got together, um, and obviously the, that's why the police are coming so hard on me, because they're sort of thinking that I'm sort of organising events, pushing stuff together and pushing this. Now, 
I just want to have nothing at all to do with it. There's a group of absolutely fantastic girls who I want to give a shout out to. to and if anyone wants to go on the website, it is United Survivors Northeast um, UK, I think, or .com, sorry. Um, but their website's fantastic. They're a fantastic bunch of people. And this is the issue what we've got here in the Northeast that the police have never witnessed anything like this ever before. So when we're actually joining together, they can see that we are a force to be reckoned with. They're not to be reckoned with. We have got a strong, very strong hold. The information that's coming in, we've got ex-social workers and stuff around work. We've got uh, loads of different people from working in loads of different professional backgrounds. And Northern Ripley's are really, really, really scared at the moment. And the fact that I've brought up back again about the grooming gangs that they covered up, like I mentioned before, Operation Sanctuary, Operation Shelter, Operation Optic. Anyone can look up them. They are in the public and the media. Um, now, the media, the police, the councils, all just swept that under the mat, swept it under, tried to get rid of it. What I've done this year is I've brought that back into the attention of the public, back into the attention of the police, and I want answers. So I'm demanding answers. I'm sending legal letters in, basically just causing them a right headache. That's what I'm doing right now. And they're what they're trying to do before... I get any of this information out. They're trying to silence us, shut us up, and discredit us before I can go ahead to do what I'm ready to do. Okay, so we've got these things going on, and uh, you're now seeing the mask come off of some of these guys. You're saying the one guy, uh, one year he's warning you about your life. And I don't know why my camera is making my head so big and stuff. Uh, but in any case, We've got uh, we, we've got him warning you, and and to me it seems like they take that in layers. They think if they can get a guy to tell you something like that, what it'll do is it'll scare you, and then you'll back off on your own. And then they come in with the next thing, which is some heavy intimidation, which is what they're doing now, and that can only get worse if it's not exposed. So, you know, I talked to you before, and uh, I, I don't think it's enough to just say, well, this is happening, this, that, and the other. And I talked to you about if you want to name the police department, if you want to name names of people who are involved in this so that other yeah. people are aware what's going on, this needs to come out into the sunlight where these people are exposed for doing what they're doing. It's Look, I, I say the same solution in the U.K. is the same solution in the United States, and that is for the people to be a solution. Quit waiting on those in authority that you know are corrupt to do what they're supposed to do and bring justice. So, Lee, I'm going to turn it over to you. You... you let that out as as far as naming who you want to name in that. Well, the thing is, Tim, as you were just saying before, they're doing it to try and silence us. Now, the thing is, I hope North your Police are watching because I know they do watch uh, all of the stuff where I am. Um, I kind of give up on this when there is over 200,000 children going missing a year in the UK. That works out at over 500 a day. 500 children a day going missing. You know, that that's a lot of children. How can I just swept and just turned that into the back into the back of my mind. I can't. So if November Police thinking by them coming and arresting us or doing something is going to stop us, then it, it's unfortunately it's better just keep arresting us and keep harassing us because and you better step up your work as well because I had to hand myself in last time. You just couldn't find us. So better luck next time is all I can say. Um, and back to this anyway. So the Northumbria, the, the force is Northumbria Police. Now, it all started first off with a Sergeant 2255 called Neil Pacey and Inspector Wheeler 7423. 
and they were both working out of Gator Police Station. Them are the guys who lied and covered up about me life being in danger. Now, I just want to touch on that again, Tim. With, with the threat of life notice, my life wasn't actually in danger by the people that there were saying it was. What had happened was um, the police basically made it up. The same thing again. I was back at the start of last year. I started opening up a group and it was the Yellow Vests. Copying off the French yellow vests, uh, which happened in Paris, etc. We started to set that up in the northeast of England. We had a success from London, um, Tracy Blackwell, James Goddard, who also set it up down there. And they were doing fantastic work, shutting down the, the, the whole of London. We set this up in the northeast and they needed to shut it down. So it seems to me every time that I sort of set up and people start coming around us and it starts growing. Northumbria police just come all steams ahead and come and, and the last time what they done was they told us my life was in danger. That was came and told us by PC Jackson and PC Inskip. But it was orchestrated by Sergeant Pacey and Inspector Wheeler. Now I have a an IOPC case here. And this IOPC case, it's the um independent independent police commissioners. And this is meant to be separate from the police, totally separate from the police. Um, they are meant to investigate the police's corruption and bad work, basically. Now, in this, this got signed off. This was a complaint about Inspector Wheeler, about um, Sergeant Pacey, about PC Jackson, about PC Inskip, about their lack of... Um, lack of morals, basically, as they were coming and telling us my life's in danger. Now, this got signed off and sent back as not upheld. Now, when I've looked back at it and seen who, who was, was that done that, it was none other than Inspector Wheeler. Now, that is highly illegal for an inspector to jump involved in an independent police commissioner's report and him sign it off and not, not uphold that. That is highly, highly illegal, which I'm in the middle of going through another complaint with the IOPC. And make no mistakes about it, this will end up in care, in court. This will end up in court, and these people will be held accountable. Now, just going back to Sergeant 2255 Casey, when that guy um, tells me life was in, orchestrated for my life to be in danger and tried to scare me off, on a protest on the 5th of January 2019, he arrested me for obstruct him himself, uh, arrested me for obstructing the public highway. Now, there was over over 40, in between 40 and 50 people on the road at the time. There was no cars coming, so there's no obstruction. The obstruction can only happen when there is a car to be obstructed. Now, there was no cars there to obstruct, and he arrested us for obstructing the public highway. Bear in mind, I was the smallest guy there, and there was another 40, 50 people on the road, which is stating, once again, why they're just targeting me. It just is a harassment case, because they thought that I set up this, the scene that it was a force not to be reckoned with once again, and they started putting pressure on. So the main people in this is, like I've just mentioned, Sergeant 2255 Pacey, who, when it got to court about the, um, about the obstructing of the public highway, they dropped me obstructing the public highway and then held us in court for organising a protest without... Uh, telling the public, um, telling the the legal, like the pub, the legal, um, the legal department, like telling the police and the council, etc., that I was organising the protest. Now, that's never had to happen in the UK. We've always just 
be able to protest, it's our right to protest, you know. And now, all of a sudden, if you want to protest about Black Lives Matter, if you want to have an Antifa protest, then that's fine. You don't have to inform anybody. You can go and loot shops. You can protest. You can damage war memorials. But if you want to speak about paedophilia or anti-lockdown or anything in that uh, realm of uncertainty to the government, um, you're not allowed to do that. You must tell them. And then, obviously, they're not going to allow you to protest about them. And that's you've got to add, get, get a commission off the government to protest about the government. I mean, so, you know, we're in a bit of a loophole here where they're actually shutting down our freedom of speech on all levels. And that goes with the police turning up with doors to try and silence work. That goes with shutting our social medias down. That goes with harassing people um, just in the street, people that, people that are actually speaking out, doing tables about uh, child abuse or anti-5G or anything in that realm of, um, of era. They're... They, they do not want you to talk about it, and they will just will come, silence you, and shut you down, no matter what your story is, no matter if you're a victim yourself, no matter if the police have totally failed you, they don't care about that. All they care about is stopping you from putting out what you're about to say. Well, yeah, and it's caring about the children. Uh, you know, the Lord Jesus said that uh, if you if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, it's better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and throw yourself into the sea. And <clears throat> this issue of pedophilia, look, if, if what you were on wasn't true, they'd just leave you alone. They'd say, oh, that Lee, he's exactly. just gone off the deep end or something. they just let people make up their own mind with that. But they're not doing that. They're wanting to silence you. Um, let's give a – let me show people a little um, thing here. Do you want to uh, tee this up here, this arrest where you're at the police station and what happens? you want to tee yeah. this up for people and I'll show them the well, video? On, on yeah, just before we go on to that, um, okay. on on the um, on that arrest on the video, this is when I've told you all before. When I showed up to the police station and went in at nine o'clock in the morning, I went in with absolutely nothing on us at all. Um, I didn't even take my phone or anything. Obviously, so the police didn't grab my phone off us. Um, I turned up in the police station. I handed myself in at the front desk, spoke to them. They said it was absolutely fine. Just sit myself down, and then just. The video says everything. Show the video, Tim, if you can, mate. Thanks. Okay, all right, here we go. Now, he's in the police station, and they're putting handcuffs on him in the police station. Does he seem like a threat to anybody? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I've got no violent history, no violent history at all, no history of any violence, of anything of that nature. I've got to search us in case I had anything on us. As if I'm going to walk in the police station and have myself in two days in a row and then turn up with a knife in my pocket, you know? Now, here's a question I have while, we're, while everybody watches this. Um, why is the guy telling you you're under arrest? Um, it was for that was for a possible breach of bail. Um, I thought I was going to go in and get questioned, Tim. To be fair, I thought they were just going to with us walking in the police station. I thought they were going to take us in the back room, into an interview room, and I was going to be released. No, no, that didn't happen. Obviously, all of that going on. Uh, it was that was always for a possible breach of bail. Now, with a possible breach of bail, the police don't deal with that. They don't interview you. What they've got to do then is it's just a matter for the court. So they've got to. 
just arrest you, put you in the cells, and wait for the available court date. With me handing myself in before, like I said, at 9am, they had to get me into court before 4pm on that day. And they failed to do that. So from this, I just got released later that day with no further action. Officer, do you mind telling me? Uh, officer, do you mind telling me your badge? Uh, I think What's incredible about this is, <clears throat> I, I, What's your name? again, I just kind of shake my head. What's, A possible breach name? of bail? Do they not know one way or the other before they're making this arrest? That that's just this is just uh, to me. This seems like nothing more than harassment, Lee. That's that's what it is, Tim. Well, the thing is. If there was a breach of bail, Tim, they would have got us into court that day and they would have found us guilty at breaching my bail conditions. The fact of it is, they didn't even get us into court. And I believe, I fully believe that they did try and get it into court. I believe that when they've looked at the evidence, I believe the CPS have just chucked it out and says, no, there's nothing to it. Because when I got released from that police station after that arrest, I was standing at the desk and I was demanding paperwork to leave. I said, I'm not leaving without any paperwork to say I've even been here. And they refused. They wouldn't. They would not give me any paperwork at all. So they just kept me in the cells from 9 o'clock in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon and then just released us and no one even basically knows that I've been there because I've had no paperwork to say I was there. I've got no charges on us. I haven't been to court. So what the, what was I held in them cells for? Well, yeah, and then the question becomes, I guess they can just keep doing this over and over to you with no charge. Oh, this is what we're going to – and just waste your time. Um, and basically detain you, kidnap you for no real good reason. And um, <clears throat> now, is this happening in London? Is it is the, is the northern part northern part of England? Um, it's it's happening in London also. Okay. Um, it's happening all over the country. To be fair, Tim, but with okay. but it seems to be only certain people that it's happening to. Uh, I've seen that certain people get like a free run and they can just go ahead and speak, and other people. I mean, they're not allowed to open their mouth without the police just coming and knocking at the door. Um, and it, it's very strange that this is going on because there is people that do put some quite controversial information out there. Um, but makes me believe then, is that information what they're putting out correct? Be- because why aren't the police coming after them? Right, you know, right. Like- that's that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. <clears throat> Can you give an example of something they've put out that you kind of you kind of go, mm, I'm not so sure. Do they do it in generalities? Do they do it with specifics, naming names and this, that and the other or or what's going on there? Because I tend to wonder about that, too, as to uh, who gets who gets allowed to be a controlled opposition, if you will. And who's the real deal? Who's, you know, putting their skin on the line like you? Yeah, well, um, I would say that. The, the police, their self, um, it, it, like any, looking into anything like that in the police, it, like looking at their corruption, they're going to come down hard. It's like that's why the paedophile hunters get away with what they get away with. The paedophile hunters are literally, although, you know, hats off to every single one of them, everyone that's around the world that's doing paedophile hunting, I don't even care what way they do it. Um, Lord well, I know there's unprofessional ones, but. I, Anyone that's given their time up to go and stand up for children and my pies, hats off to you. Uh, but what they're doing is they're catching, say, a 50-odd-year-old man in the house, just a, a man that no one hardly knows, no one's heard of, not a big uh, big name or anything. And then they're putting out there, they're allowed to live stream it, they're allowed to put it out there. Because what happens then is it takes their eye off the ball of the police covering up for these 
constitutional paedophile rings, the um, the Islamic paedophile rings that we've got here up in the northeast of England. Um, in, that's that's where your main concerns are. When you start going bigger, when you start looking at the police's cover cover ups, the council's cover ups, the government's cover ups, rather than just catching an average paedophile just on the street, that's where it starts getting more controversial. But same again, like you were just touching on there, to find out who's telling the truth and who's not, I've seen a lot of people calling out the government on different things. Now, what I always think about these people is, which is very strange, you see them, they never get any profiles taken down off social media. They never get arrested. Um, but they're putting out this controversial information. And what I fully believe is that these, some of these people are put here on purpose. Yes, put a little bit of truth out there, which is already in the public knowledge but also dilute it with a load of lies and a load of deception to then basically whoever follows that narrative, they're following a false narrative. So the government aren't really that bothered. Do you know, it doesn't really bother them. If a load of people are following a false narrative and it's false and it can never be proven, they're not really interested in that. If you're following something which is broad truth, which is going to get them in a lot of danger if this gets into court, they're going to come for you, regardless of who you are, what you are. They're coming for you. Well, now they've we, we've seen that too, um, and I haven't been able to have Tommy Robinson on. I think we you had some you had some thoughts about somebody that was there with him, but we haven't had him on. But I know that he stood outside a courtroom and just gave stuff that was already public knowledge. He was there, I think they were waiting on a verdict from one of these Muslim, uh, you know, grooming gangs, and they arrested him for that. I think it was. Uh, for yeah, well, it was several things. I, one was, I think, I thought it was a disturbing the peace, and then it was also something um, jury tampering or something like this. Um, Basically, what, <clears throat> what it was is because he caused the. I mean, these are people that's already uh, being found guilty. They were going in for the verdict um, to find out what the sentences they got, and um, going in for the sentencing. Sorry, um, and these guys. What what actually got put out there was that. Tommy Robinson had caused them um, distress and anxiety. These are men who's been abusing my children. <laughs> Gosh, you do, yeah, you're talking about people that show a mercy to the criminals instead of bringing justice on their heads for what they're doing to their children. I mean, how do you help people like that? How do you help exactly. them? Exactly, exactly. Well, how do you help the government? That's covering this whole thing up. How do you, how, where do we go from here, you know? Because if that's the case, Tim, you can't even stand outside of a court and report on a public court case, which has already been heard, and you're not even allowed to stand there in case these people that have been abusing children get a bit of anxiety. I mean, what, what life are we actually living in? You know, what, what life are we actually living in if that is the case? This, uh, this whole world is set up that I've found against children. All aspects you look at it, it's all against children, all of it, and family values. Yes, it is. And I, you know, <clears throat> Lee, this is, you ask, what do we do? I think that America is getting that way too. And, you know, our founding fathers knew about this too. They didn't, I mean, obviously things were happening to their, their children, they were happening to their families. And here's what they had to had to write. And I think, you know, people... The more this, the the more the pressure comes on, the more we have to speak out and remind people of what our forefathers did. Let me read to you what they did in Congress, July the fourth, seventeen seventy six. 
the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. And then it goes on down here. It says that whenever a form of government becomes destructive to these ends, that is the protection of the, the rights of the people, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, or the pursuit of property, as it was understood then. It is the right of the people. Not Governments don't have rights, people. They have delegated authority. Okay, People have rights. Governments have delegated authority to protect those rights. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and then to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect the safety and happy uh, their safety and happiness and you know <clears throat> i say where the us constitution is in error it needs to conform to the law of god and it's got errors uh it the the, the whole taxation issue really needs to be reined in big time because that all that does is provide for the corruption and we're going to have by the way we're going to have captain carl on and his daughter in the morning we had a, a great conversation last night. We're going to be talking some about that, some of the spying that goes on here in this country. And, Lee, you're experiencing that there firsthand with yep. with members of the police force that you've worked with to bring real criminals uh, to justice. And here now they've turned on you. Um, I, I I don't know how you yep. I don't know how you keep it together when that happens without just calling every one of them out that do what this other cop just did to you at the police station every time you see him. I just don't know how you do it. Well, the thing is, Tim, I, I, I've got to, um, I'll just touch on that on the, the side of it. They, 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 you did used to be okay with us. I wouldn't say that that Northumbria police force as a whole, high up, has ever supported the paedophile hunting. But the actual bobbies that come to arrest the paedophiles when we've been there, they always give you a pat on the back. They'll say, well done, you know, you're doing a fantastic job. We really support what you're doing. Loads of them are interested in it. Um, now, I've still got a lot of police officers who, when they see us in the street and stuff, you know, the, the two, they try and come over and try and create a conversation, try and be nice. But what I've found like, this year, compared to last year even, is they're not actually coming over and creating a conversation. They're all of them, every single one of them, they're sent there to come over to dig for information. And that's it. That's all there is to it. Now, on the side of how do I sit back and not to go after each of these, if I constantly, if I was living on my own, Tim, and I didn't have a wife and children, things would be a lot different. There would be a lot, lot different because sure. all of this stuff would be out in the public straight off. But I've got to protect my own wife. I've got to protect my own children. I can't be out there protecting other people's children and looking out for everyone else's children when my own children are in danger back home. I get that. From doing what I do, you know. So I've got to sort of play cool where it's... What I do is I drip feed it. That's what I do. Instead of hiding it all out there at once and just going for it, I drip feed the information out there. And that's enough because every time I do drip feed some information out, bang, the police are there all the time. Every time I know that I've hit something right. I know I've did something right when the police turn up at the door. And that's basically what keeps me actually going, is the thought of that. I, I keep thinking to myself, well, oh, I, I kind of keep going on like this. I need to give up. And then I think, I know, but 
all of this harassment I'm getting, all of this pressure that people are putting onto us, the established putting onto us, I must be doing something right. I must be uncovering and pushing some buttons for this to happen. So therefore, how can I stop doing what I'm doing when I know that I'm leading myself down the right track because it's creating problems for them? Well, I'll tell you, we've got some people in the chat room and uh, just know there's a lot of people praying for you, praying for your family, and they really support you. Uh, they've said in here that uh, you know they're, they're behind you 100%. I've got several people. Some of them I haven't seen in the chat room before. So I'm assuming these are people who are there in your area, uh, and they're really appreciative. So I know that goes to say a lot, too. Yeah, you got to look out for your family, but there is a, a certain reward in knowing that there are people who appreciate what you're doing because not a lot of people are willing to put their, their lives on the line, um, their, their freedom on the line, <clears throat> to go after the people who are committing crimes against uh, the country's children, uh, in your case in England yeah. here. And so I just want to let you know that there's a lot of a lot of people who are praying for you, and they've said so here in Thanks the chat, and, and really appreciate what you're doing. Um, okay, so are you expecting something after this interview from the from the police? Um, I, I, I couldn't really say. I, I couldn't really say. But what I will be doing is is I'll be documenting it and keeping an eye on it because. It was funny how the police came last time after the last one. And obviously, it could be a number of, of, of two things that, obviously, they used that as the excuse that, that, that I was on this show. Now, what I believe it was actually for is because I was setting up with this group, this United Survivors. Uh, now, what a fantastic group they are, uh, speaking out. And I believe, believe that they wanted to basically discredit me to these girls and, and men. Um, so that basically they just suck me off, you know. So they just think, oh, Lee's too much trouble, too much pressure. He's got the police around him, etc., etc., etc. However, it happened in the total opposite effect, where everyone was more supportive, everyone got behind us, and it seems to be now, Nick, now I've got more support than I ever had. So, like everything that Northern Bay Police are doing is really shooting themselves in the foot because the more they do to me the more support that it gives us and the more people get behind us and the more people that want to help. And that's what it's all about. I'm not about people supporting us. I want people to get involved and help doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you want it to be a team effort rather than you being out there, be a Lone Ranger kind of guy, right? So I get yeah, that. I get that. And there's a, there's a lot that, that goes into these kinds of things. A lot of people realize that um, in their minds, they realize there's a cost to you. But a lot of people want to know, well, okay, well, how can I help either you if they can't do it, maybe they're um, maybe they're disabled, maybe they're older, or they're just unable to do what you do. And they say, how can I help in that way? And then other people are like, hey, can I get in on some of the stuff that you're doing and uh, and lend a hand in there? Can you give people some uh, tips or websites? I know you've got one. And then you mentioned one a minute ago. Uh, I think yeah, the girls just, set up a site. Can you I've can you got that up there? Yeah. Can you can you that make is, that again? The, the one about the girls, yeah. their website? So first of all, to get involved to help out, um, if you like, I say if you're disabled, sitting in the house, keep sharing the information. Don't pass through the information. Don't just like it. Don't just comment on it. Share it. Share it in every group that you are in. Get this information out there all over. I'm not just on about me. What I'm talking about. I mean, just any brutal information that needs to be out there. Do not let it pass you by. Do your job. Do we, this is your duty. This is all of our duties. This is the work of God. And we must stand up against the devil and this satanic agenda 
in every aspect. Now, that whether that be online, whether that be on the streets, whether that be just with your family and friends, share, spread the information. To get out on the streets, we've got numerous events in the northeast uh, of England coming up. Uh, there's numerous events all over the country. Look for your local areas. I don't want everyone to be involved specifically with me. What I would rather prefer everyone to do is stay in your local area. Gather your numbers in your local area. And if everybody does that, stays local in your local area, we all set up groups in our local areas, that's it. We're going to topple this thing over. Um, back to the websites. Um, now, United Survivors is a group who's just set up this year. Um, they're set up by a group of men and women who are all survivors of different kinds of abuse, um, most of it sexual. Uh, but their website is www.unitedsurvivors.co.uk. That is unitedsurvivors.co.uk. And also I have my own website, uh, which I did read out last time. Um, and in the new in my website, there's also a link to United Survivors on there, which is leegarrett-thetruth.com. Now, Tim's just getting that up on the screen there. There we are, and there's my website there. Um, on this website, it's got lots of different information. If, you, if Kim, uh, Tim, can you just hover above the info, child abuse 5G vaccines at the top? There, in, that, in there, you've got PDF files, a lot of legal documents you can download and hand into your local authorities, your councils, police, etc. There's a United Survivors page on there, child abuse page, giving you lots of statistics and facts. Uh, COVID-19, lockdown, vaccine stuff. I've got a lot of stuff about Kate Chemerani, Dr. Kem, Dr. Kevin Corbett, etc. We've got the 5G radiation page and um, cell phones, which have got a lot of information. Dr. Um, uh, Barry Trower, um, Dr. Maren Blanc, um, Mark Steele, etc. So, yeah, so there's a lot of different stuff on there. There's mental health help on there. A lot of different links to a lot of different places, a lot of different information. And also, I also have a donation page on there, um, which is too along to the left. If anyone can help us out and donate towards me costs to get around for the, the cost of the website, etc., that's on there also. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, okay. I know a lot of people um, <clears throat> who will do a lot of those different things. And, again, it's it's very important not to just like something that you see, but to share it. Sharing, liking helps build those algorithms, there's no question about, so other people will see. But it's important you share it with the people who are in your sphere of influence if you're on social media. i got to tell you, Lee, if I, if I didn't do what I would do, I just wouldn't even be on social media. I just think it, a lot of it, if people don't use it as a tool, what it becomes is a waste of time for them to scroll yes. through and see all the silly memes and all of this other stuff that's out there. Instead of using it as a tool for good, some people they they basically have idle work, uh, they have idle hands, and it becomes the devil's workshop, as the old saying is. It's a waste of their time. But what you're doing is, I believe, the Lord's work. I really do. One, you're seeking to bring justice, and two, you're seeking to be a protector of those who can't protect themselves. And uh, I think that's uh, something that you know God talks about looking after the widows and orphans. Again, Jesus, you know, telling even his disciples to let the little children come into him, and those who would cause them to stumble, it'd be better if they just were offed, <laughs> like completely <laughs> off the planet. Uh, so uh, I applaud what you have to do. And again, there are several people who've popped in. Um, I think a couple of guys I mentioned, Ed. 
who was in our chat room, and uh, he says... Ed, actually, yeah. Yeah, Ed asks, would you please ask Lee how the Constitution in Great Britain stifles its citizens? we got about two and a half minutes here. You want to speak to that? Uh, the Constitution in, in the United Kingdom, I would say, needs stripped fully back, to be fair. What they're, what they're doing is, the UK establishment, they're ignoring the Constitution, they're ignoring the law, totally ignoring it. Um, all the common laws have been chucked in the bin. They're just totally it, like people. People are saying that we need to bring the common law back and we need to take stance on it. And what we need to do is we need to get rid of all these acts and statutes, etc., and go back to the basic laws: uh, no loss, no harm, no injury, no fraud. Now, what the government are doing, and the police are going ahead with it. The police have been actually trained to ignore all this stuff, to ignore what they're actually there for, that oath of office. Now, what they're doing is is just literally working as criminals. That, that's all, that's the only way I can describe it. There's no nothing more to it. They are not working at all under any constitution or anything, any sort of law. They are literally just doing what they're told to do. And there's a there's a YouTube account, Social Experimentalist. If everyone can check that out, there's a guy named Danny Danny Shane. Now, Danny Shane does a, a very controversial work. He walks around London in the heart of London where the busiest places in the UK are. And he gets his megaphone out and he, he questions the police as they're working. Now, he's been walking around asking a question, doing a survey to the police. And he's been asking them, is there anywhere where your ethics would stop you from your job? Like, would, you, would your morals overcome your job? Or would you do, or do basically just do as you're told? Would you just basically do as you're told? I haven't got one police officer yet that I've seen and I've seen hundreds of them being asked this question. I haven't seen one turn around and say, well, if it was wrong, I wouldn't go ahead and do it. Every one of them just says, oh, well, we're just told what to do and we'll just do it. You know, that's the issue that we've got in the UK. That's the issue, being told what to do. Okay, yeah, we have something similar uh, here with uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo up in New York where he was saying cops aren't allowed to question law. And uh, well, he says law, it was his orders. It wasn't law at all. And uh, we know even from uh, seeing what happened in Germany, we know it from the military, for goodness sake. If you're given an unlawful order, you don't follow that. It doesn't matter what the consequences are to you. You don't follow that, and you stop anybody else from doing that. Lee, we're out of time here. I want you to hang on for me just a yeah. little bit till I, till I end the stream here. And just going to uh, mute you here. Guys, I'll have Lee's... The archive of this up at sonsoflibertymedia.com later this morning. Also have the previous interview we did. I've still got to up, re, re-upload the video because they pulled that. I'll have his information, these websites where you can help him out. You can get in touch with him and do what he's doing tomorrow. Captain Carl and his daughter Tracy, see ya.